podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is a View from the Bridge official podcast of the Belfast Giants for KingdomoftheGiants.com. Today is Tuesday the 4th of September 2018. My name's Patrick Smith. Yeah, I don't think there was supposed to be a podcast this week, but things changed and I'll explain about that in a second. It's not your usual sort of podcast, but we had the opportunity to do something a little bit different, a little bit special, and we thought we'd bring it to you in this format. Um... I am currently sat on my friend's balcony uh, in quite rural Ontario, uh, between a place called Millbrook and Bethany, uh, just about, a let's say, 25 minutes out of the city of Peterborough. Of course, that is quite key, because uh, my friends come from around here, and I've been out to visit them, but uh, since we decided to come out this way in about February, March time, the actual makeup of the peats changed um, in the summertime. Rob Wilson came on board, and then, of course, in the last number of weeks, Liam Kirk, who was drafted by the Arizona Coyotes, joined the team. Um, You're going to hear from Rob Wilson, you're going to hear from Derek Walser, from Andrew Werner, and from Liam Kirk. Uh, I always wanted to get out here to a Pete's game. You know, Walser was here, I say Wilson joined, and then, of course, Liam Kirk, so I thought... Why not chat them and put a little podcast together? Um, give you a bit of a background. It was a tough season last year for the Peterborough Peets there in the OHL. Major junior, players between about the age of 16 and 21. There's about 20 teams in the league spread. Uh, not just in Ontario. I think there's one in Pennsylvania um, and two in Michigan. But yeah, last season was a tough one. They, they had a decent start to the season, but in the second half, the, it sort of fell apart. A 20-game losing streak on the road it led to their head coach, Jody Hull, shipping out. And uh, a name known to us all, Andrew Werner, former goalkeeper for the Newcastle Vipers and the Sheffield Steelers, stepped up as an interim head coach. In the off-season, Rob Wilson crossed back over the Atlantic from the Nuremberg Ice Tigers. And with Andrew Werner and our own Derek Walser as his assistants, there's a real feeling of hope around the Peterborough Memorial Centre that things are going to change. Uh, Talking to a couple of season ticket holders, they were saying that they really feel that things have to change because there's been, from the potential that this area has for hockey, they don't seem to be fulfilling it on the ice. And of course for us in the UK hockey scene, the Peets have another recognisable name in Liam Kirk joining the ranks, having been drafted by Arizona. So Sunday past, me and my good friend Michael, from, who's from this area, made our way to the Mem Centre for Kirk's first appearance in front of the Pete's Faithful in a pre-season game against the Oshawa Generals. Oshawa themselves, just 60 minutes down the road from Peterborough, and a bit of a rivalry between them and the Pete's. Uh, Oshawa are the most successful team in the OHL. They've picked up 20 titles, I think. But uh, there was a real atmosphere coming into the Mem Centre for this game. What I'll do, I'll start off with the three interviews I did before the game. And the first one you'll hear is when I had the chance to speak with Rob Wilson. 
We're here in uh, Peterborough before the, the pre-season game between the Peterborough Peets and the Oshawa Generals, and I'm joined by a man I haven't spoken to in this sort of fashion in the guts of 10 years, who left the Newcastle Vipers and went on to bigger, better things most recently. He's been in the DEL with the, with the Nuremberg Ice Tigers, but he's back home at Peterborough to be the head coach of the Peets, Rob Wilson. It's good to see you again. Nice to see you too. So it's a little over, what, six, seven months since that goal uh, late in the game against Iceberg Berlin ended your DEL championship hopes and you made a decision to come back here. Why the decision to come back? It was very difficult, I'll be honest. Um, you know, like, I love Nuremberg, love the club, love the city. Very happy there. Um, you know, Peterborough, I was talking to Peterborough and, they, you know, my daughters are here. They've grown up here. It's a chance for us to be a family. And um, obviously I played here. So... Uh, it was a, it's a great opportunity to to uh, come coach in North America with my family. So it was a, a situation where I thought that it was uh, the right thing to do. With all that time spent in Europe, has it been a much of a, a culture shock to come back again and do it, or are you just you've always been sort of your heart and your base has been here? Yeah, I mean I'm a Toronto boy at heart. I grew up in Toronto, and uh, you know still family and friends there, and and uh, you know I. Got a cottage in Peterborough, bought it just after junior. So I've been here for for the summers anyways, uh, between Peterborough and Toronto. So it was very easy to, to do. And like I said, my daughters go to school here. So it was, a, it was a very simple transition. I think it came to a lot of people as a shock because we saw that video that you made just as, uh, after you made the decision to leave Nuremberg and come back here. I think it took a lot of people by shock because you had taken Nuremberg really, really far into those playoffs and maybe a lot of people thought that you would move on to maybe make that next step and, and, and push to be the Deutsche Meister, but you felt that this was the time for the move? It, it was really hard. I, I really love what we did in Nuremberg. I, I absolutely uh, had a great group of guys to work with. The club was outstanding to me. The ownership uh, work, works hard and wants, uh, wants the championship. Um, I feel uh, the work I put in there helps Nuremberg grow, and, uh, and I'm hoping that they continue on growing. Uh, I like their team this year. Um, I'm only hoping for good things, and, uh, and we'll, see, we'll see what happens. But yeah, that's why it was so tough, and the people were so good to us, and um, as a family too. Very, very tough. Uh, I love the city, and uh, I'm, I'm sure I will see Nuremberg again at some point in my life because uh, that's how much I enjoyed it, uh, and uh, I only have great things to say. But it made the decision so hard. Uh, it was an emotional decision too, because uh, because you know you're torn between you know being a, a father and and uh, and everything else. So there's a lot. There was a lot in it. There's a lot of emotions in it, and uh, but uh, you know. I hope that um, I gave Nuremberg everything and uh, I'm hoping that they continue on with the success that's been built and they continue on with more success. Let's talk about the UK influence here because you know yourself in Durham, Sheffield, Manchester as well. You're Manchester, you play for Manchester. Manchester so and then of course the Newcastle and various instances there. There's a real UK influence here. We'll come to Liam in a second, but you know, you've know you got Derek Walser, of course, a couple of seasons at Belfast. You've got Andrew Werner, who was your own goalkeeper in Newcastle. You've also got Mike Duco still here as, as well. Yeah, he? He's working with us in, uh, in the development field, and he's uh, he works uh, now. He took a, a position with uh, Okanagan down in Whitby oh, there. 
but he uh, but he uh, he'll be working doing some skill stuff and some development stuff with us. Because because obviously you know as well as as I do that the the elite league and the UK game maybe gets doesn't get a lot of respect in regards to the level that's played at, but there seems to be a, quite a bit of influence. And not just here, but you look across like the, the AHL, the ECHL, it does have its effect. Oh, you know what? It doesn't get the respect it deserves. It's a, it's a good league and great fan support in, in so many in so many areas. Um, you know, it's uh, uh, the, the level of hockey is very good. The uh, like I said, it, the whole thing of it. You know, you have some great venues. Um, it's it's you know. I hope over time it will get that respect down the road. Um, but right now, for whatever reason, it doesn't. But it's a building thing, and I think uh, I think it's on the right path. And over time it will get it. But, uh, yeah, you know, there's a lot of great players there, a lot of great things that go on in, in, in the U.K. as far as ice hockey, and uh, it, it'll continue to grow and gain respect. Let's talk about Liam Kirk, obviously drafted by the Arizona Coyotes and, and is with you now. And it's, there are a lot of eyes on him from the UK at the minute, so the potential that he has and what he can achieve. What are you expecting from him at the Pete? Well, you know what, it's baby steps. You know, he's got a transition of life and uh, transition to, uh, to, you know, to get himself sorted in, uh, you know, into a billet family and, you know, all the stuff that you deal with off the ice. And then obviously... Um, I told him, though, that, you know, that uh, he's flying the flag and he needs to do that. And I told him to look up in the, in the rafters. There's a big picture of the queen there. And I said, don't let her down. So he knows that. And, uh, uh, but, no, he's a good kid and he's, um, he's uh, uh, very likable. He's got great speed. He's got offensive ability. You know, he, he will grow as a player. Phoenix saw something in him, you know. Paul Thompson saw something in him with, with uh, giving him the opportunities he had in, in Sheffield, and uh, you know we're just going to work with them, and we have no, no real uh, hurry to, to uh, no expectations. We just want him to do well and to grow, and and we'll see. And uh, you know I know some people that work with Phoenix very well, and and um, <clears throat> one of their main guys, Jeff Tui, you know I know him well, and we've talked and. And uh, you know we'll both be keeping an eye on him and trying to help him grow and make him, make him, uh, you know, a better player. And, and hopefully, good things will will happen for him. And of course, my own, uh, you know, uh, in my own heart, I hope he does extremely well and he can continue to fly the flag. I think when he was drafted, and we talked about it on our show, the fact that it was more likely he was going to go major junior, and we did look to the fact that there was yourself here, Derek here, although there were those connections to the UK. Was that you going in and saying, you know, come here, or was it, or was it Liam to make that decision? Well, no, using think, your links to the Sheffield Steelers and things like that. Well, no, I think I think there's a whole bunch of factors that come into it. I mean, to be honest, we picked early uh, in the Euro draft, and. You know, it was a big decision for us to, to go down that road, but we had also heard uh, good things from, obviously, people that I know in the UK, but we had also heard from other people, and then he was having a very good camp at Phoenix. They were quite impressed with him, um, and, we, and we looked at the situation, and we thought, well, here's a young guy that, you know, might end up being a real good fit for us, and uh, we know he wants to come to Major Junior, and sometimes you have that battle, so you pick a guy, and then he doesn't want to come, so we knew he wanted to come, which was half the battle, and we knew, you know, uh, some of his character through contacts and 
And um, we made that decision uh, with him wanting to come. We made that decision that, you know, we'll bring him in here. So uh, that's how it kind of transpired. And I think he's taken to it really well. Seems to be getting along with his teammates very well and uh, and stuff. So all, all good so far with him. And one last question about yourself. You're back here. You've had your storied career back in back in uh, Germany, back in Europe. You're back here, back home. What are you hoping to achieve with the Pete's? Well, we got a lot of work to do. I mean, it's no, you know, there's no, uh, no, uh, it's not a secret that you know they've had some up and down years, and uh, you know, it's uh, it's going to be a work in progress, and it's one day at a time, sort of cliche stuff, but uh, but it's the fact. You know, we've got a lot of work to do, but we've got some good pieces here. We might be better than people think. I think we got some good good kids here who really want to work hard and really want to do better. So. You know, we will have to take our time, and we're going to have a lot of growing pains, um, and that's okay. Uh, but I took the job to to improve it, and uh, you know, like I said, you can be cliches. Rome wasn't built in a day, but it, you know, and that's the fact. And, and so it'll take some time, but uh, I like the direction we're going in. I like the enthusiasm I've got from, them, and um, I'm pretty excited about the year. Well, Rob, listen, it's good to see you again. Good luck tonight against Oshawa and this afternoon against Oshawa and good luck with the rest of the season. Thanks for your time. Good to hear again from Rob Wilson and thanks to him for that. Next up, uh, the man who took the job of the interim head coach when Jody Hull stepped down last season was Andrew Werner. Andrew Werner, of course, a goalkeeper for the Sheffield Steelers and for the Newcastle Vipers when Rob Wilson himself brought him into the Metro Radio Arena got to 10 years ago uh, I spoke to him just before the game joined out before the game but between the Peterborough Peets and the Oshawa Generals by a man again again, no stranger to the game back in the UK having played for both Newcastle Vipers and will not hold it against them the Sheffield Steelers it's Andrew Furr um, first you were came in here you, you finished your career at Sheffield as a, mm-hmm. as a player you came here as goalkeeping coach more straight after mm-hmm. well, a couple of years after yeah Last season you were assistant coach to head coach, mm-hmm. and now you're back to being assistant coach again. Mm-hmm. How do you find your time at the Pates? Oh, it's, you know, I've grown for sure. Like you say, I, I had a year of retirement, I guess, from playing, and I was back in here as, a, as the goaltender coach, and halfway through that year, bumped up to assistant coach, and, and since that time I've been assistant coach, I've been associate coach, I've been head coach, and now I'm back to being associate coach with Rob. Uh, so the resume is filled out nicely, and uh, I've, I've certainly grown as a coach, and I, you know, I like having my hands uh, on all facets of the game, just not the goaltending. Uh, obviously, when there's time, I'm, I'm strictly with the goaltenders if Rob has something else going on. But if, if Rob gets tied up with something and, and I'm helping out with the forwards, that's pretty much the game plan here. It's quite interesting, especially looking at the coaching team here. You know, you've got yourself, you've got Rob as head coach, you've also got Derek Walsh Three guys who not only have you know, the great careers playing in Europe, you know, yourself in the DEL and various other leagues. Why do you think that the guys who have that sort of experience in Europe are able to bring it here and, and you know, improve the game? Well, I more mean, so, sorry, just to, to clarify, more so than guys who maybe have storied careers in North America. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, I played in, in five countries in Europe, and, and one thing you learn about Europe is every every place you go is different, and you have to get out of your comfort zone. I mean, everything from pregame meals to travel might not be the way you grew up with it, so you have to adapt. And if, if you're one of those guys that's finicky or uh, can't handle different situations uh, I find you struggle no matter what league you go to in Europe so uh, bringing you know the variety of experiences back here 
it's amazing the number of people when we do go to other other teams and play against other coaches the number of people that have connections throughout Europe or have been through Europe and and really especially through England and it seems like everyone I've ever uh, I've ever met around here has played at least one game for the Sheffield Steelers <laughs> <laughs> that seems to be yeah so let's look at that then what your 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 memories of playing back in the UK playing for Newcastle playing for Sheffield what really stands out well, I mean, I was near the end of my career. You know, I was 37 years old, I think, when I showed up in Newcastle with Rob. And Rob, Rob was a longtime friend of mine and had been bugging me to go up and play with him. And my, my career was somewhat winding down in, in Austria at that time. And I found it a great opportunity uh, to start coaching. So I went in there as a bit of a player assistant coach with Rob and started to learn that stuff. Uh, also, I, I had older children at that time. And to get them into English school and to travel the country uh, visiting my family, which is... Uh, heavily in the Scottish and, and English side uh, was a great opportunity for uh, two years one in Newcastle one in Sheffield with, with Dave Matzos mm-hmm. um, the league's good um, you know we're talking about Liam Kirk coming here and guys yeah. are like you know how's Liam going to be and, and I said well at the end of the day, three-quarters of the team of our current roster here will never get a chance to play pro hockey. So Liam Kirk's already played at a level that some of these guys, or a good chunk of these guys, will never get to. So uh, it's a good league, and, and we expect Liam to do quite well. And what are you expecting this year for peace? Because Actually, no, I'll, I'll change that question. You were the head coach, as I said, last year, and then one of your old former coaches in Rob Wilson at Newcastle comes back in here. How is that fitting now with you going down as associate coach? Yeah, well, I took over Christmas as head yeah, coach yeah. here. You know, Jody Hall uh, was here for a long time and was let go. I took over the team at Christmas. Um, obviously, I talked to Rob regularly, whether he was in Italy, Germany, or, mm-hmm. or England. So um, it was, it was, there was no surprises for sure, you know. Well, when Rob was named, I, I'm, we talk all the time. So it's a good fit. You know, Rob has 10, 15 years of, of, of coaching experience, and he's probably he's a different coach now than he was when I was in Newcastle with him. Yeah. You know, you pick up stuff, what works, what doesn't work uh, along the way. So he's brought that for sure. And the help he needs is, you know, what can a 16-year-old boy handle? You know, what, what can they handle system-wise? How hard can you go at these guys? Uh, who are the other top players in the league? What kind of systems are the junior teams playing? Um, so that's the help he needs, and so it's a pretty good fit that way. I think you, like you brought his name there. Liam Kirk is somebody who, back in the UK, back in the Elite League, a lot of eyes are on him. You know, mm-hmm. got, a young kid is being drafted the way that he has. So one of only three from the UK over the history that, to be in this position comes major junior is under the stewardship of Rob yourself Derek and the likes is there, do you feel there's a weight on his shoulders or are you trying to get rid of that weight on his shoulders or do you think there is a real potential there I think there's real potential I think what will be different for him is I'm sure he wasn't on the ice in the last minute of play with Paul Thompson in a men's league so he'll have to get used to playing in you know so maybe some bigger situations whether it be power play penalty kill defenses on face off with under a minute to go that type of stuff so he'll have to grow into that role and nothing will be given to him for sure but you know we've seen here in the last week and a half the, the speed and the skill and, and the, the hockey IQ so you, you can work with that stuff and the, uh, is there still a link here with the Sheffield Steelers in regards to Liam are you still in contact with him or is he now cut off and he's now a Peter Rapides player oh he's a Peter Rapides player but I mean everyone knows where they came from uh, you know 
we all know what's going on in Europe. Uh, I was in, you know, I went to Rob's wedding this year in Newcastle, and I got saw Paul Thompson and David Sims and and David Longstaff and and, and all these guys. So there's always a connection in the hockey world. Uh, I'm very aware of what's going on in Germany and Austria. And Derek Walzer is very aware of what's going on in Switzerland and Germany. We know what's going on all over the place. So you never forget where you've been or where you came from. So. Um, no, it's nothing but a positive uh, if he considers himself next Sheffield Steeler. We all are. <laughs> well, let's say, you, oh, yeah, this, you seem to be. Derek's not. Derek's That's fine. Not, yeah. the, uh, the, uh, so what are you expecting this season from the Peter Repeats? Well, uh, we're actually, we're quite top-heavy in, in the forward group, a nice group of forwards, young. You know, uh, it's, it's generally a 19-, 20-year-old league, and we have a heavy allotment, Liam Kirk included, of 18-year-olds. So we expect to be a pretty good team, lots of growth, uh, and all those guys maturing into 19-year-olds the year after for an extremely strong year, we're hoping. Uh, but we think there's enough pieces here to be uh, very competitive as long as uh, the learning curve is quite steep. Thanks for your time, mate. I really appreciate it. All right, thank you. And last but not least in my interviews with the Peter Burpees coaching team, I'm, on a, I'm no stranger to talking to, as I'll, I'll say in the introduction, uh, Derek Walser more or less came straight into the assistant coach role here at Peterborough after finishing his his player coaching career with the Belfast Giants. And uh, it's an interesting insight he gave into his decisions to move this way. Joined now by a man um, I spoke to many times post-game when Belfast Giants came. It's the former coach of the Belfast Giants, now associate coach here at the Peter Repeats. It's Derek Walser. It's good to see you again, coach. It's really nice to see you, you as well. And uh, trust me, I watch what's going on at Belfast quite closely with Adam Keefe. So I'm always, I will always have a soft spot for Belfast. And, you know, I'm really happy that they had an opportunity to lift that championship this year. But I want better than Challenge Cup for those guys. I think that city deserves a league title or a playoff weekend title next. So let's see if they can do it this year. Okay, it comes to no surprise that I agree with you. But the... Uh, You've, you're here now, this is your uh, second season here at the Pates? Yes. And you've come from Belfast. Let's just talk about, firstly, your experience in Belfast as a head coach leading into what you have now. What, what did that bring to what you have now? Well, it's one of those things. Um, I, I will never be able to tell you going to Belfast helped me get this job. I believe it did, but I don't know if it was my playing resume or just being having some experience coaching got me there, got me here. But I, again, what Adam keeps going through, I went through for two years. And you don't turn into a, a, a top-notch coach doing it on your own all the time. Sometimes you have to get under someone to mentor and learn stuff. It takes years and years of experience. And I'm learning that now as, after we get the new coaching change this year with Rob Wilson. And some of the stuff that he's bringing to the table, the small little details, the stuff that probably gets overlooked by an inexperienced coach like myself. And I, I've been with him for a month now, and some of the things that I've learned off him is unbelievable that clarify a lot of things I probably made mistakes in Belfast doing system-wise and stuff that I'm learning now, and I said, oh my God, it makes so much sense, and it's just going to make you better. I've spoken to Rob and to Andrew Werner. One question we're also going to put to you is the fact that this coaching team that you have at the Peets are so steeped in European hockey, not just in not just in the UK. All three of you have played and, and, and you've coached in the UK, but also in the wider European. Why do you think that guys like you with European experience are more akin to coming into coaching? Why why isn't there a guy here who is more of a, a North American? You know, who's spent this whole year here. Um, I think it's a little bit of luck of the draw. I think you need to, uh, as a head coach or an assistant, you have to be loyal 
the head coach has to believe in what you can bring to the table and there's a trust factor which again Rob and Andrew go back way back and I'm gaining Rob's trust with my work ethic and working with him side by side but I think you have to have a connection of how you see the game and how Rob how he wants his system how he wants his things done is exactly what I was preaching a little bit in Belfast but now I'm getting all the little details and it was hard last year because, again, some of my ideas didn't didn't match up with uh, Jody Hall. It wasn't that there were the wrong ideas. It just you have to follow in what the head coach is doing, and I think it's a great fix for me to to get in here with Rob and Andrew's an unbelievable guy. But you know, you don't get where Rob is coaching in Europe and getting the opportunities he's getting when you're not a good coach. I've been around for 20 years, and he's one of the most detailed coaches I've seen, and I think he's going to do a phenomenal job here, and I wouldn't be surprised to see him one day in the National Hockey League. Do you think that that European experience brings something different here that you won't find in the likes of Oshawa? Um, not really. I think, uh, I think guys, you have, to be, you have to be passionate for the game. I don't think you can step in the coach and say, I'm going to coach this because it's a job. You have to be willing to put your hours and your work in. You have to have the passion. The players have to see that you're working hard and you believe in what you're preaching. And I don't think anyone in the world as a coach is ever comfortable. If you get too comfortable, that's when the same as a player, you're done. You're going to get shipped out. And, and that's what I think you have to learn. You always have to be on the hot seat. You always have to deal with it. But you always have to believe in what you're preaching. And that's one thing I'm learning here is you can't, you can't change the kids. It's not pro hockey. You can't make 8,000 adjustments right now. It's almost teach, teach, teach. And after you teach something, you still got to screw it in with a screwdriver to make sure they understand what's going on. Do you miss plan? Not one bit. Honestly, uh, I really, I look back at it, I should have probably quit those two years. I should never have gone to Belfast. Uh, I went there for the coaching. I think I would have liked to get a, a little earlier start. I think I should have came, possibly started applying when I was probably about 34, 35. Um, the playing part... I was done. Uh, you know, when you get the helmet on, you always compete. That's just the way I've always been. But that was a little bit too much for me. I think I would have rather just coach than play. But being in Belfast with the friends, the connections, I never would have met uh, Adam Keefe, I never met Daryl Lloyd, Peacock, Murph, Colin Shields. The list can go on and on and on, all the guys I met. So I appreciate that. Steve Thornton, by the way. And, uh, you know, I appreciate them giving the opportunity but I think in the long run, I think my career was done at 36, 37 years old. Uh, I feel it on my body, but it's more, I think it was just a brain thing. I think it's, it really wore me out those two years, and I'm happy to be back here just doing one thing. Is that a thing with regards to like, where you are now and then because you were a player coach? You know, you're trying to influence on the ice while also trying to, trying to influence everybody off the ice? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a 24-hour job, especially trying to do video and do things the right way. It's, just, it's too much for one person. And, that's the one thing I think the Elite League has to do. It's, it's growing, it's growing fast, it's doing a good job, but they got to really start implementing you know, a full-time head coach, and you need a staff. You need a full-time strength guy. You need a full-time assistant coach that's there helping Adam do, do video. Part-time guys, it's too much work for one guy. It is legitimately too much work, and I, coming here, we have three guys doing one guy's job over there. It's amazing the, the little things that you miss. Let me ask you about Liam Kirk, because Liam Kirk obviously has a lot of eyes on him from the Elite League, a lot of eyes on him from right across UK hockey, and here he is right here in Peterborough competing with you guys in Major Junior. What do you expect from him? What, what, what do you like from what you've seen him so far? Well, he played with men last year, and he did a, he did a phenomenal job, and he's going to come in here. Again, he's going to get adjusted to the smaller rank, but he's got a tremendous speed. He's got real good hands that keep up with his speed, which is phenomenal, but I gotta, he's got to understand that these aren't pro goalies anymore. These are kids. Just pick your spot, hit the net. 
And I think right now we're getting into that second week where I've told guys, I've warned guys here, the first week you're always excited. You're, so you're flying. Then the second week the jet lag really starts taking a toll on your body. So I think we're going to see a little bit of a dip here. But I think Liam Kirk is going to have a phenomenal opportunity to move on. And we just want to develop him the right way. And he's learning with kids at his own age. He's not the youngest guy in a team with a bunch of men that don't make as many mistakes. So he's not going to be the whipping boy anymore. So he's just going to learn like everyone else. I suppose that, thinking about it, you would advised against him. Uh, no, he was gone. He wasn't there. He might have been in maybe one game. I haven't, I haven't gone back to look. The year I left, that's when he signed full-time. Oh, I was going to say, though, you were suspended those early games, weren't you? <laughs> yeah, I, I, did miss, I did miss two, and uh, I'll do it again if I had to. But uh, all in all, you know, I, I love what Adam's doing. Uh, I stay in contact with him quite a bit. It hasn't been because we're on training camp now, so my hours have been really long right now and there's I think they're kicking off today are they against Dundee yeah. oh, uh, next Saturday against Dundee. is it next Saturday against Dundee so I do follow the schedule I do I know Sheffield lost 5-2 to Nottingham so I do pull Keep tabs but, but that's it if you're a coach you've got to fall tabs everywhere and you've got to be passionate for it and Adam has that what are your main memories of Belfast now I'll, 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 I'll not ask you about the, uh, the Cardiff National Anthem but what are your main memories of Belfast um, I think the main one is walking in that first day and being nervous for coach and uh you know, really sitting there wondering, should I have done this, should I have done this? But all in all, the hockey-wise is hockey's hockey. But my memories of Belfast are the people that influenced my kids. Um, the school was phenomenal. Where my uh, Gilner Herc school was unbelievable with my kids. The coaching staff, where, um, my kids went and played. I can't remember. Off I should know this. We spent a lot of time up there. They, they really took my kids and really treated them well. All my wife's friends, because, I mean, you got to understand, these wives are going over there. They don't have many people, especially when you're the head coach. Your wife doesn't associate with a lot of people anymore because, you know, she's head coach. So, I mean, all the people that took care of her was awesome. I thought the people were so genuine there. It was great. But I do miss, you know, I do miss coming out and performing in front of a crowd. But the body just is, it was time to say no. But it, those are my favorite memories. That, that first time stepping on the ice, head coach is sort of, wow, what's going on? The one thing I don't miss, and the boys will all get appreciate. <laughs> I don't miss the, the fun bowl in Dundee. And, <laughs> and, and sorry, Dundonald. And I don't miss Edinburgh, but Edinburgh is not in the rank anymore, in the league anymore. So, But all in all, I hope all the best to that league. It, it should get a lot more recognition. Uh, you saw yesterday Cardiff pushed that burn 2-2, which is phenomenal feat for them. Oh. But that's a... It's a big budget team, a big league, and it just shows the growth of that and what a team, what a team with a bunch of guys that work hard can do. One last question: It was a tough year last year for the Peets. What are you expecting this year? It's accountability. Uh, I think that's the main thing. You got to lay down. You got to lay down the law with kids. Kids, everyone's going to try to stretch the string a little bit, but you got to hold everyone accountable, and that's what really killed us last year. We didn't. You know, as a group, you do what it is, but it comes from up top, from general manager down to head coach, holding these kids accountable, and then the assistant coach makes sure it stays in there. We can't drop the hammer as an assistant coach. It's, it comes from the top, and once you get kids to buy in, they're going to stretch it, but once you uh, lay, the line, lay it on the line, this is what's how it is, and there's no ifs, ands, and buts, they'll buy in, and that's what we need this year is a buy-in from everyone this year, and four lines that can play. You know, the, the meet-up hockey's gone. You don't need that anymore. So we're going to go with a younger group this year, which you'll see, but we're going to play an up-tempo game. Coach, it's really good to see you again, and uh, thanks for your time, and good luck this season. Good luck in Belfast, and like I said, I'll be watching. Hopefully raise a couple banners. Great to talk with Derek Walser again. Okay, into the game before we hear from Liam Kirk, just to give you a bit of an insight uh, about 
the the match and the game. I arrived at the Memorial Centre. The Memorial Centre itself is a great place, actually. It's um, built in the 50s, so maybe needs a bit of a touch-up here and there, but it's got real character. And The first thing I noticed was the huge picture of, of Queen Elizabeth II that uh, that looks down over the ice. I know Rob Wilson mentioned it in his uh, in his interview earlier on, but you've also got the likes of uh, Bob Gainey, uh, Steve Eiserman, uh, Chris Pronger, um, who else was up there? There were quite a few, Scotty Bowman, all ex-players here in Peterborough, and a lot of ones, they don't have any, they don't have any numbers retired, but uh, any ones who went on to become a lot more famous, uh, their their faces and their their names and their numbers hang from the rafters of the Mem Centre. Um, but yes, went into the game against the Oshawa Generals, and what was a pretty feisty affair. No fewer than eight game misconducts thrown out in that game. A lot of fighting going on, especially in the second period, but it all fell down to penalty shots. It didn't go to overtime, it was 5-4. At one point, the uh, the Peter repeats were 4-2 down going into the third period, and they really had to fight their way back, and they scored three unanswered goals to do that. Uh, I know that uh, our Liam Kirk was on the ice for at least one of those and some fantastic skills on show but Oshawa were able to hit back with one of their own in that third period to make it 5-5 and it went straight no overtime it went straight to penalty shots and Brady Hines was the hero to make it 6-5 a great game these kids threw themselves really really threw themselves into it a lot of hits a lot of really good skill involved and at the end of the day you know it looks like Liam Kirk is in a great team with a lot of hope going forward speaking they say between a couple of season ticket holders they have a lot of hope for this team a lot of hope for what Rob Wilson is able to do with them reorganize them and uh, hoping that the times are on the change for the Peterborough Peets but here you've waited long enough let's hear from Liam Kirk I have the penalty shots the Oshawa Generals against here in Peterborough against the Peets and I'm joined by a guy who an assist on the fifth goal um, in his first home game for the Peterborough Peets pre-season it's Liam Kirk uh, how you still Liam? Yeah, it's been good so far, just kind of selling my billets. They've been um, really great to me, and all the boys have been really good to me. And, um, you know, it's just uh, adjusting to the smaller rink here in Peterborough. And, um, you know, everything happens a little quicker because of the smaller eyes, so just kind of got to adjust to, adjust to that. But um, apart from that, it's been good. Great chat about that game. Pretty feisty out there. You know, you got involved yourself. Yeah, um, no, I'm sure uh, Pete's uh, rivals, so it's always going to be a feisty game. Um, I know even though it's pre-season, it's always going to get feisty, but, um, you know, we're a team and we're going to stick together through um, any stuff like that. So, Are they building that India? Did they say to you on the way in? Did they give you that sort of uh, that sort of in- information in regards to the rivalry? No, not really. They obviously uh, told me that Osher is, is the rival, but um, no, um, Rob wants us to be the most disciplined team, but he wants us to stick up for each other. And if um, you know, um, guys are going to get hit dangerously, then you know, um, we're all going to jump in for one another. So. So six months ago, you were part of the Sheffield Steelers, and the last six months have, must have been a bit of a whirlwind, what with the drafting by Arizona and, and ending up here. Yeah, it's been pretty crazy, obviously. Um, the Steelers was amazing. Um, it was good to learn um, under Tomo and learn how to play the game defensively and um, at men's. And then um, coming back down to juniors, it's not as um, you know, tough and you know, there's more mistakes, but... Um, no, it's been fun so far. I'm, I'm looking forward to getting to Arizona next Wednesday and um, starting rookie camp and then hopefully going as far as I can there. What have you picked up from here in the, in the couple of weeks you've been in camp here? Just 
mainly just how um, you know quick people get on you um, because the ice is so um, so small. People get on you really quick, so you just got to move the puck quicker. And um, you know, I find myself sometimes you know um, playing still like I'm on the Olympic size ice and having having too much time. So I just got to move it a little quicker and get get shots off a little quicker. That's kind of what they're, they're drilling into me. Rob Wilson, Derek Walser, Andrew Werner, all guys who are well steeped in the game back home. You know, how, how much does that make it a lot easier for you? Yeah, it's a lot easier. They understand where I've come from and, and what league I've played in. So they, I'm not just an outsider. And um, you know, they're all been really good in, in teaching the team. And you now we're just getting systems under our belt and getting ready for the for the actual season. You're only training with Sheffield. A couple of saw photographs there. You're training with Sheffield a couple of weeks ago. Still real ties back there. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sheffield's been great to me, and um, um, you know um, it's a great club, and it's always been my home club, and they were, they were very nice, and uh, they let me go and train with them before I had to move on to Peterborough. So um, you know, there's no bad blood with me leaving there, so it's, um, it's really good. How have you settled in Peterborough? It's a nice place. Yeah, it's really nice. Um, you know, I've, not, uh, I've looked around a little bit, but um, you know, settling in my billets, like I said, they've been really nice to me, and um, you know, I couldn't ask for anyone better. Fantastic. Well, a bit. A very good luck to you, and I uh, hope you do well here in Peterborough, and, and best of luck for the rest of your career. Thank you very much. Great to hear from Liam on that, and uh, well, that's your lot. Uh, a big thanks to Tamara Burns and uh, and the Peterborough Peets for their hospitality. Uh, thanks to Rob, to Derek, and to Andrew Werner for their for their time, and of course, thanks to Liam Kirk for for chatting to us after the game. Also, a big thanks to my good friend Michael and all Stevie and, and Jamie and the lads who, who carry and all who came to the game and, and, and showed me around, showed me great hospitality at my first OHL game. And that's about it. We will be back next week. Uh, of course, this weekend, we'll see the Belfast Giants take on both the Dundee Stars and the Five Flyers in Challenge Cup action Saturday and Sunday and the Dundee Stars game will be shown at the Odyssey Cinema so get yourself down to that and uh, wherever you are this weekend we hope you enjoy your hockey my holiday's quickly coming to an end so I'll catch you in here next time on a view from the bridge Podcast Network.